0: This week on the Back Table Podcast. I think it's very important to transmit to people what you think or what you experienced to to keep their attention and also to you know take them to the same level of your struggle or your actually your your joy. So the more you engage with people, uh, the better it is. I mean, it happened to me also many times to to ask, you know, for example, to the audience, okay, what would you do here? Who would do this? Just raise your hand. You know, and it's like, yeah. especially when in the small environment, you know, it's, it's it absolutely works. I remember it was the last day of Circe in 2019 again, because, I mean, it was the last time we, we met together probably. So there were like plenty of people, like 100 people, but they were all on the back. I said, before starting, guys, please come towards me. I want you to be in the first lines, you know, please. Now you Uh-oh. all move and they all moved. And that makes a a real relaxed environment where people are facing you. They're not staying in the back of, you know, a theater, which is huge. And that, you know, don't pay attention. Come in. If you want to stay here, come and enjoy. We're going to discuss together. You're going to be part of the presentation. And that, I think, the more you engage people, the more people love what you do.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Back Table podcast, your source for all things endovascular and more. You can find all previous episodes of our podcast on any podcast platform or our website, backtable.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Give us feedback through comments. We really love hearing from you. I'm Sabine Dond as your host this week, and I'm really excited to introduce our guest today, Interventional Radiologist Lorenzo Petrone. He's coming to us all the way from the West London Vascular and Interventional Center. Welcome, Lorenzo. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, no, it's a, it's it's our pleasure having you. I mean, obviously your accent isn't from England. So what's your story? How did you get to be the vascular expert over there? Does it not really sound British, you
0: say? <laughs> no. Yes, definitely not. You know, I'm Italian and I came up here just because I finished my training in Italy. And, uh, you know, our things are going in Italy. The big professor is always ruling uh, the the pitch. And essentially my professor retired. So I've done in the in the past six months of fellowship in London at St. Thomas's hospital. And I thought, you know, why don't I I could apply for a consultant position there. I did it very randomly. I applied for two positions and, you know, I got the job and I said, okay, I will try to move there and to, to see after six months, if it's worth it. And actually then I moved my wife and my daughter, and then I had another child here, so now I'm pretty much stable in UK for
1: now, <laughs> since five years and a half, five years. So you've been there for five years and, um. You know, your online presence, your brand, it's wonderful and amiable. I mean, part of your brand is just nailing presentations, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, where did you develop this unique set of skills of of creating really, you know, grand presentations? Is it just a hobby?
0: So I think everything comes from the passion.
1: I mean, if you put passion in what you
0: do, you want to provide, you know, the best uh, product ever to the patients, to the audience, to anyone. And actually, when I was a, a registrar in Italy, works, again, very much like the big professor is asking you, okay, Lorenzo, I have a presentation to be done next week. Please prepare the slides for me. And I was always preparing the slides for him. And in my mind, I wanted to prepare something funny. And every time I was putting just something a little bit funny, he was a very serious guy. He was always saying, no, I mean, like, this, remove this. It's silly. And then in my heart, I want to say, okay, finally, I, when I would do my presentation, I want to do like something like represents me, you know, some sort of pride, you know, like uh, about what I am. And so I started doing and when, I, when they, they called me, they, I said, okay, I will do whatever comes to my mind. And actually I continued doing the same way. So it's an hobby. Yes, I love doing them. And it's a, uh, if not, I would probably stop doing uh, such a complex, uh, you know, animation and labs Yeah.
1: Exactly. And, you know, yeah, your personality comes out in your presentations and I think uh, that's why they are so effective. So you know, any presentation, it obviously comes with, we, we got to talk about slides. Let, let's talk about, you know, no talk, no nothing goes without slides. So uh, do you use a template or are you just starting off in a blank, blank slate?
0: So, yeah, I'm very much starting on a, on a a on a completely white page. And essentially it depends on what I think about this presentation. For example, I've done, the last one I've done, I've done it with Pop Art. Then I've done someone, some some uh, some some presentation with football. I've done some presentation with rock. I've done some presentation with Batman. I mean, as uh, superheroes, it depends on what's my mood. And actually, it's like I don't know. I've, I don't want to be cocky, or what? But it looks like it's doing like a, a portrait. You know, the the, the the like being an artist. So essentially, whatever comes to your mind at that moment, then you 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 made it. Of course, you know. Sometimes you use uh, same stuff. You reutilize, but you know. Many times I create something new just because I I want to 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 go with something else.
1: Yeah, and and do you create these? I mean, it was a I mean a lot of these are pretty complex when I've seen them. I mean, did you have a, a background in design or anything like that, or you just kind of picked it up on your own?
0: No, no, no. I do everything on my own. Essentially, sometimes I I use a lot of gifs. I think it's a, it's a, it's a great thing. Online, you can find them. And you can even put them as a background and uh, it works pretty well. And actually it's, uh, it gives you a little bit of uh, uh, life to your presentation together with videos. So I think it's, uh, it's definitely worth uh, sometimes Google, you know, just just go on Google and say, I don't know, whatever GIF. And then he comes out stuff that you, I don't know, like last time I found some, even I find stuff and I put it in a, on a folder, say for new presentations, you know, new inspiration. <laughs> last time I found a Schwarzenegger was doing like, a, I don't know which kind of, uh, of course, uh, action movie, was preparing all his armamentarium, knife, you know, or cartridge, like a rifle. And I said, okay, this would be useful at some stage. So this is a little preview of a, of a new presentation, which will come up.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think. You know, you and I share a very similar styles. Just just adding a little bit of a silly character to it breaks up maybe a complex topic. You're you're talking about a complex SFA or tibial recap and then you know you add a little funny joke and it just starts. You know, it, the audience just loosens up, right? And then that loosens you up and you're able to give even a, a really good uh, presentation. Uh, the advantage of our fields is very visual, right? So, do you how do you recommend people create slides? To you know, everyone says less words. So do you just put a bunch of pictures up or what do you do to really kind of break up the monotone of, of a slide?
0: So for me, I think the best secret of my presentations are videos. Essentially it's uh, if you present static images, uh, you're not, you don't have the same effect as a, as a sort of movie. So whenever I do my presentation, every time, every P pe- everyone who I, who I, you know, Uh, meet during the preparation, they always say, oh, there are too many slides. But it's like, it's not about the number of slides, it's about you present it. And personally, I try to make a movie, an old movie with all the the different sequences of my, of my um, recanalization. And actually it's, it's funny because now all the radiographers in my, in my cath lab, they know they need to save all the fluoro. So essentially if you, I mean, that's why also I don't like so much cases presented on Twitter. You present two pictures and then what? What did you learn? Nothing. So for me, I, I put very few cases because, I mean, it's, it's pointless. You need to appreciate how I twist the wire in, for example, into the lesion. But it, I can't show you the wire from point A to point B. And actually, if you make a video on Twitter, no one will watch it. So,
1: so It's true. It's true. The quality just goes down. But I, I agree, you know, a picture may be worth a thousand words, but a video is worth a million, right? I mean, you can see so much more and that technique. I mean, you, you just learn a lot more. You know, I remember when I was in training and I was trying to collect my, uh, my faculty's, uh, presentations to kind of distribute it to people. And a lot of faculty were, they kind of, they were scared to give their presentation away because they thought people would steal it. What's your idea of, of distribution? Like if you create a presentation, are you okay just giving it out? Uh, For me, like I give a presentation to anyone
0: because I, I think there are two things. First of all, if you present the stuff saying it's yours, it's not my problem. It's yours. And, uh, and even if you say it's yours, it's good for the audience. Because if I think that I present a good product, just present it like yours, people will learn it anyway. So it's not a big problem. And then also, you know, if you also are a friend of mine and you can share it, even if you, if, you, if you put my name, I'm more than happy because it's like, it's just sharing things. And by sharing in any kind, then we will always learn something from each other. So for me, like I, I also I have to say to share presentations, it's a great way to do a backup of your stuff. Because I'm a bit lazy and I don't do I don't do a lot of backup. And essentially <laughs> once I lost my hard disk and you can't understand how yes. much dramatic it was. Okay? Actually it, it was Terrible. left on the on the ultrasound in Angela Suite, but I didn't know. So for one week I lost all my presentations, huh. all my cases. But by uh, sharing the presentations, everything with the whole world. I just emailed people say, can you please email me back this presentation, that presentation? And more or less, I got everything back. So that's a great tool also to share, to get it back when it's needed.
1: (laughs) It's awesome. I love that. I love that. Now, going back to kind of um, a little bit more technical stuff. So I think most people out there are using PowerPoint. Are you using PowerPoint? Are you using something else like Keynote or another platform?
0: No, I just use PowerPoint. I think it, the matter is like the more you get comfortable with uh, with a program, the more you're going to use it. And actually I think as a, now we are old people, we're not very much keen in changing our instruments of work. So I think, you know, I don't know if younger people use other products, but personally I use PowerPoint. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think also just for compatibility, I know, I know there's always issues if you start going keynote and then you go to a conference. And then you have to upload it to their system. I mean, there's always problems. I feel like PowerPoint, you're safe, right? And- sure. There, there, there are still the problems, Mac,
0: with, uh, with uh, um, Microsoft. You know, like, you want yeah. to know my best story. Yeah. Yeah, I will tell you my best story if you want yeah. to. It was V 2019. And I was invited in this kind of European uh, yeah. masterclass of stuff. And I, I, I brought up a very nice case. with, or The first case where I removed the Supera, off deployed, because it was just completely elongated. And essentially, you know, Advit is very well organized. There's one yeah. room, which is, you know, Mac, and one room, sort of, you know, part of a room, which is Microsoft. And actually, they mess it up anyway. So I start presenting my my presentation. I was, you know, usually uncomfortable with this kind of audience. It's, dif- it's different. You're, you're changing country, you know. And uh, there was Andrew Smith uh, on the panel, there was Andrew Old, and they were like, you no know, big names. And I was presenting, and at some stage, the presentation stops. So the video of oh. me doing something stops. I said, uh, guys, you know, I can't go on because the presentation doesn't go on and it was not starting again. So which options do you have? Sabine, what would you have that? I
1: mean, you can... You put up a poll. Uh, can, like, and just beat. say, okay, no, I, you know, you could just go on to the next and say, I guess this doesn't work, you know, or tell him to... Restart. No, but the presentation doesn't move at all. The presentation okay. doesn't move. So you're blocked, you're free. Oh, shoot. What I is don't it? Know. Step down and say, I'm done. I'm not showing this anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. You know what I did? I, I said, okay, this is an option and the other option, I will tell you the story without the slides. So essentially I have this video myself, you know, very in, Itali- in a very Italian way, trying to s- explain what I did with my hands and say, okay, the vessel looks like that. And then I did that and did that also. And then, you know, and every single, I don't know, every single 30 seconds, people were laughing because of what I was saying, you know, think about the pulpitia artery, a little flap dissection. And it's... This- <laughs> So this is what I did, actually. You, you need to improvise. Yeah. And, and the presentation never started again. And I finished my case and uh, probably I convinced them I did a good job. Yeah, I bet you did. I
1: can imagine. <laughs> you know, um, any kind of, give us a couple tricks that you would say for PowerPoints that you use them. So what are like the top two or three tricks that you have?
0: So f- for me, one is, uh, again, it's putting the video. I think it's the most important thing also because videos are showing the exact flow of uh, blood, if you're talking about lower lips. If you put single image, it can be stacked images and it doesn't give you really the feeling of the intervention. So that's the first thing. If you want to convince someone about something that you did, put videos and you will get my attention. If you put single pictures, I would say, mm, maybe it's a lie, you know, always like that. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So effects on PowerPoints, which are very important, are remove background, for example. So yeah. let's say if you put the, I don't know, an atractomy device, and if you go on Google and write, I don't know, the name of the atractomy device, whatever it is, and then you download the picture of it. So if you put it like with a white background or black background, it sounds a bit like a patch. But yeah. if you go on uh, on this kind of remove background, which is a, 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 a something that is working now very nicely, they improve it a lot. It takes very few minutes to remove the background, even the complex one from any picture, and that gives you the possibility to present whatever you want to present in a very sort of uh, professional way. So that's one of the tricks. And also another thing that people don't know is like you can move an object on PowerPoint by doing a special line, which has one red dot and one green dot. So essentially, for example, if you want to move a balloon or, you know, whatever you want to move, you can put point A, point B, you can even do you know, the how this balloon needs to move before going from point A to B. So these are two things that can be very useful for people who want to engage in quite complex PowerPoint presentations. Want to put an arrow, which moves, or something like that, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the effects, the animations are pretty, you know, effective. You just have to kind of delve into the little bit of minutia, like the red and green and all of that that you're talking about. But it's really effective. I mean, uh, I always tell people that Almost like a movie, when you're watching a movie, part of 60% of the movie is the sound, right? Like you, you enjoy the movie because the sound. In a presentation, 60% is the aesthetics of the presentation. It has to look good because the people are going to like it. And so these things that you're saying is is exactly what you mean. Like there's these nice and then little keep touches. It simple. Keep it simple. From, the,
0: from, let's say, transition point of view, from the effects point of view, keep it extremely simple. So I always go for fade if I want to yeah. put something, yeah. always fade, never, fade. you know, some, and especially what I hate really is like when people are like, I change slide and it's turning page or something or like, like that. Like That's wheel, very annoying.
1: The pinwheel exactly. or like weird exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. the
0: transition <laughs> doesn't exist in my the world, you know, just go from, exactly. very
1: little nice, clean, you know, just do stuff like that. Some tips too about video. If you go to the options, you can say, you know, play automatically or you can say play on click and you can loop it. Those are those are pretty important because especially a cine run, it's nice just to see it looped while you're talking and you don't have to keep on clicking play or something like that, right?
0: Absolutely. Those... They say, oh, sorry, guys, the mouse doesn't work. Oh, sorry. I don't know why the video is not starting or something like yeah. that. Definitely. Always the video. I always put like an automatic, uh, uh, you know. Uh, start and also always looping. So at least people can appreciate more. And sometimes you can always cut the part of the video to get a single image. So sometimes you you, you put the the video looping Mm -hmm. and then when you click, then it appears the single image. Then because you want the people to appreciate the flow, but at the same time you want to, you know, go into detail. And sometimes I even zoom the image of a very particular, you know, stenosis or whatever. Then it comes out zoomed. So at least, you know, you can see first the flow and then the little detail.
1: Yeah, and these are all of the settings. If you go into the video settings and all that, you can set these, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, uh, yes.
0: You know, it's it's pretty, I mean, what I like from PowerPoint is like it's not like complex at ad- other programs, you know, like there are very few options. So it's easy also to try to find your style and to go for it.
1: Exactly. Another kind of tip and trick is, uh, using custom fonts, it's, it's a little bit, you got to be a little wary about that, especially if you're going to give it to a, a different conference uh, or somewhere because sometimes those fonts don't translate and then your whole formatting is messed up. That,
0: yes, that? I, had, I had this experience once with, the, I even bought online an Indiana Jones font, you know, and then it didn't work. So let's say I spent like even five pounds, you know, on a font yeah. and it didn't play well. So say, like, yeah. you know, I'm so from Genoa and people from Genoa are usually stingy. So, you know, even five pounds for a font
1: for that's me. That's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. That's, that's very fun. And then it didn't even work, right? O- only on your own computer. Um, okay. Well, for people who don't have the you know, uh, unique design that you can do as far as creating original content, there are some uh, templates. Platforms out there that are just more than the generic platforms that PowerPoint has. And something I've used is something called Envato. And Envato is really cool if if people ever see. I mean, I have no conflict of interest with them yet to pay, but these are, they create slide decks that are meant for super professional, like tech professionals. And they have like 300 different slides of all these themes. And you can go through it. It's really, really cool. And you can, you can really adapt it to your own. And so, there's other things out there. Have you ever used anything like that? Or you just create your own?
0: I create my own, but you know, now you you, you very much uh, and got my interest. So I would definitely visit this website, you know, and then... It, uh, then it's a will...
1: rabbit hole. It's a total rabbit hole because, I mean, they have oh. thousands of... I mean, these slide decks are what you expect, like, you know, a Google person showing like Tesla and they're like, oh, like just amazing. This is so clean. And, and you amazing.
0: Know you know what? I'm very glad that this is recorded. So at least when my wife will tell me off because I'm losing time there, and <laughs> say, you know what? It's Sabine Dan Fold. And and then I will show you and, and I will I will let her hear in this podcast where you push me to go into this rabbit hole. Thank you
1: very much. There's my family be... is very grateful to you. Yeah, you're welcome. There'll be no Vascopedia uh talks for a while now because you're gonna be just down this rabbit hole. <laughs> it's it, you're gonna like it. But the, so you know there are a level... I, I definitely gone through a lot of templates in, in my uh, experience, and I, I think that's the best you do have to pay. I think it's about $30 a month, but, you know, do it once and you can download them and then and then go from there. So, you know, we've talked about uh, slides and, and whatnot, but and we've talked about delivery style. Your delivery style is, is, you know, say a really good thing, but then also add a little bit of silliness or a joke. Any other delivery styles that you can kind of um, mention for the audience? What works and maybe doesn't work or what would delivery styles don't work?
0: Oh, sure. So for me, it works that you, you keep a pace and you keep a pace and you put passion in what you, in what you, and what you show. So you need to really transmit also the, the emotions of when, when you do things. For example, if you're in a difficult situation, you, you can't, you know, continue like, like a record. So you need to put a little bit of, it comes natural to me, but I think it's very important to transmit to people what you think or what you. Experienced to so to to keep their attention and also to you know take them to the same level of your struggle or your actually your your joy. So the more you engage with people, uh, the better it is. I mean, it happened to me also many times to to ask you know for example to the audience, okay, what would you do here? Who would do this? Try, just raise your hand, you know. And it's like, yeah, especially when in the small environment, you know, it's, it's it absolutely works. I remember. It was the last day of Circe in 2019 again, because, I mean, it was the last time we we met together, probably. And then we, you know, there were it was a a Saturday morning, whatever. So there were like plenty of people, like 100 people, but they were all on the back. I said, before starting, guys, please come towards me. I want you to be in the first lines, you know. Please, now you Uh all move. And they all moved. And that makes a, a really relaxed environment where people are facing you. They're not staying in the back of you know, a theater, which is huge. And that you know, don't pay attention. Come in. The f- if you want to stay here, come and enjoy. We're going to discuss together. You're going to be part of the presentation. And that, I think the more you engage people, the more people love what you do.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly that. Audience interaction is huge. And, you know, someone with a personality like you, that's fun. People who are called on, they they don't get scared that they're called on, right? It's a difference if someone's like a very you know, monotonous, like like strong person who doesn't, it's not joking, and calls on someone, then someone might get scared, right? But with you, or personalities like you, it's kind of fun, right? You make that conversation, everyone's laughing. You get in, you can. Pick.
0: Yeah, guys, we we we're sharing the same struggle, so it's not like I'm presenting something yeah. because you know I'm I'm on a podium because I deserved it. It's just you know we are we are sharing the same struggle, and I'm sharing you what I did, and actually what I also I really really suggest people don't be shy about your complications. Yeah. I mean, and actually, you know, for example, I presented, you know, the, some cases, you know, you do great job, the patient completely healed. And because I love to continue um, following my patients, you know, and you present, okay, this worked for two years. Then she came back and she was worse than before, because this is what happens in real life. There's yeah. no uh, incredible endovascular work, which is going to last for 20 years. So just show the struggle, just show that when you amputate the first toe and everything works very well. Then you start, you start having troubles with the second one, you know, oh, if, because if, if you lose credibility, then for me, it's, you have lost everything. We, and I don't care about the people who don't do the work and don't, and maybe they criticize, oh, you see what, you know, it, it doesn't last. I care about the people who do the work and they know that this kind of stuff happens. So show your complications, show how stupid you were. It's just, you know, just showing the, the good part of you, the, the, the sincere one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you show those complications, I mean, you just show that you know your stuff so well. I mean, that you can talk about something that is not so good that, that it's because you have confidence in yourself of all this good stuff that you've been doing too. I mean, it's, it's real life, right? I mean, none of us are perfect. What about we, we've talked about audience engagement and I think that's something I have struggled with on webinars or zoom. And then this past year has really, really showed us zoom conferences where. You talk as a speaker and we're used to just calling on someone to raise their hand. There's no hand. You're looking at a computer monitor. What, how do you, what's this different format of Zoom? Is it here to stay and how do you overcome that difficulty?
0: Oh, that's a very nice question. Essentially, uh, I I go back to when we first did the first episode of Vascopedia View. So essentially what happened, like the pandemic started and I had this idea. I spoke to Theo about it. So, okay, let's do this format. We organize it very quickly. Essentially, I think the first uh, was in April. So, I mean, you understand it was very early days of, uh, of it was the first uh, pandemic webinar which came out uh, with this idea. And I presented my 10 tips and tricks for uh, BTK recognition. And actually I did this presentation, then I did 1,000 more later. And after one year, uh, Vaskopedia uh, and Arne come, uh, comes out with uh, this kind of, oh, the best views of uh, 2020. And uh, and the first one was my first episode of Vascopedia Views. I said, okay, I mean, it's it's nice to look back to what I did. And actually I said, guys, this is like, it's embarrassing. I was, you know, if you look back at what I did one year ago and what I'm doing now on Zoom, yeah. it's completely different. Before I was like frozen, you know, I was like, mm. okay guys, you know, like, because you feel like stupid because you're talking yeah. to a screen, yeah. it's you, don't really have, weird. you know. It's the same for someone who, who, I don't know, plays the guitar or, you know, a rock group, you know. If you play in front of an arena, you have some sort of feeling, but if you play, you know, if you do the the recording in a studio, then it's different. But now I think personally speaking, probably because I've, I I have practiced a lot, but I'm, I feel very comfortable now in front of the screen. And it's like having people in front of me, I can visualize, but it was, it's just a matter of getting used to something because at at the beginning it was awful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's much different, right? I mean, you're just looking at your slides instead of going back and forth from your slides to the whole audience. And are just looking at a little small square on the top right, which is someone. Oh,
0: the top. best is when it when it appears, your connection is unstable. So exactly, <laughs> you don't know what's happened. Yeah, you, you know, is the people listening to me? Am I having a weird voice? Uh, you know, did I stop completely? It's it's you know, you don't know. You continue, and you know, absolutely, if you fake you fake that nothing happened. Maybe something something happened or not. We, we, you will never know. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What What about? All right. Let's Let's switch gears about um, types of talks. What about industry sponsored events? Now, how do you feel that uh, in these type of presentations, maybe they give you a slide deck or whatnot? How uh, How do you approach these, and how do you make those as effective as your own original content?
0: Oh, that's a very good uh, point. Actually, uh, the thing is, like every time I got someone from the industry approaching me for a presentation. Uh, I have two things. First of all, you don't supply me any of your slides. All the slides will be done by me. Uh, maybe then we can review them together if you like them or not. But it's going to be, because for example, once I put like a, a woman, which was add some tattoos showing something, I said, no, we don't like this for our brand. Fine. I can remove it. But it's a, it's a little detail. So you can't give me stuff, which is not scientifically. I mean, if it's like a paper showing data, fine, but you don't show me cases, I will never show a case of someone else than me. And essentially, I think it works well with industry when you're really presenting your everyday case. So essentially, you can't be a sort of prostitute for, uh, for industry. You need to, you know, talk about the stuff that you know extremely well, the stuff that you use every day, because this will be your own experience. This is going to be something that you can also provide uh, as a proctor or uh, during a workshop. Because once, for example, I won't say the name of the company. I was approached by a company and they told me, "Um, can you present about our products? I said, but I never used them. No worries. We're going to tell you what to say. Okay, guys, this is something that should never, ever happen. You talk about stuff that you know very well because you use this device because you believe in this device. Because if you don't believe in something, people will understand those. So it's pointless even for the company, having someone like presenting slides of someone else with no conviction of what to do. And when they ask questions, this guy is going to try to turn around, you know, the questions because he doesn't know the device so well. So for me, like I do only the stuff which I really believe. And I believe only the people that I know that use these devices because, you know, we all know there are prostitutes around. I am probably too young to be, I don't know, like, but I would try <laughs> to keep my profile very much like, uh, not like this, uh, this, uh, these guys uh, who sometimes, you know, go and sponsor anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely you'll you'll see it out there where there are quote KOLs that uh, you know they have never even really done maybe more than one case, and so well aside from that, now uh, an industry sponsored talk or what about a debate whether it's industry sponsored or not? You now we've we've seen a lot of debates, you know, drug eluding debates, you know, over the past two years over there. I mean, what? How, how is that format? Are they scientifically relevant? Do you uh, uh, like that format? And uh, how do you approach that presentation style?
0: That's again, a great question. I, I think that uh, you know, the, the, the debates are extremely useful to show something in vascular, that no, no one is always right. So essentially, if you go for something, you can find, let's talk, for example, closure devices, okay? So closure devices, you can show that devices are extremely helpful in preventing complications, bleeding, pain of the patient. And then I can go on for 15 minutes in this way. Then you're going to come and Dr. Dan is going to present against closure devices. And then he's going to present me papers, which I say exactly the opposite. Why are you using your closure device where it doesn't really work? And actually it's just expensive. It can just create complications. So this is like what I like from the debates, just showing there are different points of view on anything. But what I don't want from the debate is always, you know, someone comes up with like, I'm absolutely right, you know, mm-hmm. because if you come up with, with like uh, certainties, you are in the wrong field. You're not yes. doing a vascular job. Yes, Because vascular is pretty much everything and the contrary of everything. Think about the, the perfusion of, of the food, you know, and some people say you absolutely need the uh, direct revascularization of the wound zone. Some people say, no, he don't even to mm-hmm. to go for this vest, you can go for another vest. Other people say, you know what? Medical therapy is fantastic in preventing, you know, you know, and and they show papers and actually say, oh, I mean, looks looks pretty convincing. So
1: yeah, no one is ever rewrite. That's that's a that's a great point. That uh, yeah, you can't just go into that kind of format and say yeah, you can show your your conviction, but you you always have to have an open mind. I mean, I think that's what makes our field, you know, of endovascular therapy and uh, and medicine grow. I mean, if you just think okay, one then way... Then you click. have to be very skeptical. Generally speaking, I'm
0: a very skeptical guy. So whenever someone, you know, is presenting a stand or whatever, okay, task A, B, C, or D, what's the, you know, the the, the length of the lesion? You know, like what's the runoff? What's, you know, it's it's crazy. You know, some, I've seen studies presenting BTK devices and say like 60% of the patient were CLI. It's okay, but what about the other 40? So are you treating BTK vessels in clodicants? I mean, or... <laughs> in a symptomatic patient, I mean, I mean, 40%, I'm not saying, no 97% of the patients with CLI, I I accept it, but you know, like 60% of CLI, I mean, and they say that, you know, usually when people don't want other uh, people to focus a lot, they go very quickly, but with time and becoming more and more skeptical, I'm more and more paying attention to these data, more than, you know, how the stent is made or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the final kind of platform is, is this new platform of, uh, of kind of just online media. I mean, you have Vascopedia that you've been doing so well at and even, you know, doing this podcast. I mean, it's a whole different format now. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, you've learned a lot of uh, a lot of things over the past couple of years on Vaskopedia. What What are some of the tips and tricks that even we can learn about at Backtable? I mean, uh, you need to to have a lot of passion,
0: like you guys have, to uh, do any kind of this kind of media thing. Because as uh, as we all know, uh, if you don't care deeply, personally care about what you do, other people won't help you a lot. So essentially, whenever you beg to someone, you're like, "Can you give me this?" Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, they're all enthusiastic because you know they you know they they feel considerate. But at the end of the day, it's okay. Is the presentation ready? Are you okay with that? Are you? And then you try to follow up and say, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sort of, yeah. I always very strict in trying them to use in the same background, which is the one I provide. And actually, I just got once where I got uh, someone who didn't do. But, you know, just because you continuously are sort of, uh, you know, a nightmare for them because, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need, like, You know, I don't know, it's, you know, the little cricket in Pinocchio, you know, like it's always reminding. And at some stage, you know, you're worried that someone with a hammer will smash you. Say, please leave me alone, you know. (laughs) So my only suggestion is try to put passion on it and try to engage people who you know they're going to provide a good product because you can't pass your days begging people, provide you contents. Well, actually, you know, someone else could have provided in many other cases. So, you know, try to find your friends and try to use them wisely. Exactly.
1: I mean, Lorenzo, it's been absolutely a pleasure. It's been such a fun time talking to you about this topic. I mean, like I said, I, I really feel that both you and I have a very similar uh, view of style and everything. So I, I really appreciate you giving us these these tips and tricks. I hope our audience really takes some of this to heart because I, I, I would love to see more original content, more jokes, more silliness on stage and, and and, uh, really, really had fun having you here. Thank you so much.
0: No worries. It was my pleasure, actually my first podcast. And, you know, it's, uh, it's it's, it's always a pleasure to, to, you know, experience something new. Uh, it's a very uh, informal, uh, thing and I love informal stuff. And actually, you know, I, I really, uh, looking forward at some stage, you know, to create, uh, uh, even a, a format of uh, of uh, session, uh, you know, all around the table, you put the microphone mm-hmm. in the middle and you record what you were saying, you know, like I had a conversation with Paul Michael, for example, in uh, from US at the last link into tw- 2020. And it was nice, you know, we it was in the Philips stand and it, everyone had a beer and everyone was talking, you know, about stuff in, in a very like off the record uh, modality. And it's actually, I think these are the most productive things out from, you know, ties and shirts and, you know, big podiums. And it's just real life, you know, and you, and you tell, read the truth about what you think. And this is so, uh, it's, it's I don't know, there's, there's no there's no money you can pay for such a conversation, you know, very honest between clinicians who are passionate about what they do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, thank you, Lorenzo, and and thank you, uh, Michael Jerry, our sound engineer, and the whole back table team, and and stuff. We really look forward to getting this episode out there really soon. Thanks, Lorenzo.
0: Thank you again. Thank you, Sabine. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, everyone.